Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Vejagatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Para Brahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own beingness, your own essence, your own shivaness, your own self. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. The three teachings, Baba and Jesus. Merry Christmas. I am delighted by the opportunity to serve you on this day when we honor the birth of such a great being. Thank you for joining me. Regardless of your religious background, you must acknowledge that Jesus has had a huge impact on the world for thousands of years, for millions and millions of people. One third of the people on our planet identify themselves as Christians. There are almost as many Muslims, but only half as many Hindus. Buddhists are half of that, 
7% of the population, and Jews less than 1%. Bottom line, Jesus, Muhammad, and Buddha have had a huge impact on our world. And that impact has been sustained over a couple of thousand years in multiple locations and cultures. They were heavy dudes. Well, it's not right to call them heavy dudes, for they were great beings of light. Their light continues to shine today for over 5 billion people, altogether about 75% of the world's population. And today, we honor Jesus. It's such a sweet event to think of him as a baby being cuddled in his mother's arms and his father's arms as well. It's akin to the heart-melting stories of Krishna as a baby. Such a sweet love that babies inspire in us, all babies, actually, not just your own children and grandchildren, all babies. So Jesus as a baby brings together these sweet human capacities to love God and to love a baby all at the same time. There were prophecies about his birth, yet no one could have imagined what he would do in his life, nor the effects that would continue to play out for thousands of years. What a great being Jesus was and is. My Baba quoted Jesus, along with Buddha, Muhammad, Lao Tzu, and other great beings. He did this for two reasons. One for us Westerners, quoting great beings whose sayings were more familiar to us, to show that the many traditions are drawing from the same source. For there is only one source. Of course, as yogis, we look inside for that source not outward, and not to the great being who gives the teaching. That's what makes it mysticism. And yoga, as a mystical tradition, requires the teachers cite other teachers, as well as texts within the yogic tradition. I always loved it when Baba sang to us, whether a verse from the Bhagavad Gita or one of yoga's poet saints. He had throat problems, so his voice was often gravelly and unpredictable, but his song was always full of heart, the mystical heart of consciousness. He only ever gave one teaching, to look within to find God, who is your own self. But he consistently came at it from three directions, giving three interconnected teachings. Honor your own self. See God in each other. The guru makes both possible. Three interconnected teachings. Honor your own self. Namah Shivaya. See God in each other. Parasparo Devo Bhava. And the guru makes both possible. Guru Rupaya. These are all three contained within the mantra, Om Namah Shivaya, I bow to my own self as Shiva, as consciousness itself. Namah, there's the honoring, 
the bowing, like putting your palms together in front of your heart, a universal gesture that everyone understands, or simply placing your hand on your heart. Nama. To whom do you bow? In England, you bow to the queen. In Japan, you bow to everyone, with Americans taking lessons in how to bow to other businessmen. In India, not only do people bow to God and Guru, but children bow to their parents every day. I have seen many adults greeting their elderly parents at an airport in India. First, they get on their knees and bow, and then they stand up and hug. But there's a sweet secret to this, one I was only recently told. An Indian woman shared her photos with me from a visit with her mother. It began, the visit began with my friend waving an arati tray with a candle flame and a flower in the traditional ceremony of honoring the divine in another. And then my friend told me, it is very important to start your time with your parent with the arati or with a bow. Why? Because it invokes the divine in the parent. So they are kinder and more understanding during the whole visit. In the mantra, we have nama, the bowing. In the mantra, to whom do you bow? To the divine in yourself. You bow to your inherent divinity, Shiva, Shivaya. Shiva names primordial beingness, that which has always existed. Shivaya names beingness within, that one which is being all while being you, Shivaya. Shivaya is your own name, your own name for your own self as consciousness itself. Namah Shivaya, I bow to my own self, my own divine essence, my own beingness. All arising out of Om, the primordial sound, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. So you can see how the mantra expresses one of Baba's three interrelated teachings to honor your own self. Yet that Shiva, while being you, is being all. So we have arrived at the second of Baba's great themes, to see God in each other. For this, you need divine eyes. How do you get them? By finding your own self within yourself. Then you have divine eyes and you can see God. It was already there in everyone and everything. And the third theme, you need help to get there. To either number one, seeing God in yourself, or number two, seeing God in each other. Where do you get that help? from one who knows, from one who knows and lives in that knowingness and beingness, 
from one who sees the divine in all, being all. You can't get it from one who doesn't know. You can't get there by yourself, just like you can't pick yourself up off the floor or off the chair. When you were little, your parents could just pick you up, but not now. For that kind of pickup, which I'll call spiritual upliftment, you need someone who is bigger than you, someone who's grown into their own spiritual essence. That's the guru. And what does the guru do? The guru reminds you, shows you, helps you discover. Just like the word is spelled, guru, G, you are you. So we have Baba's three interconnected teachings. Honor your own self. See God in each other. And the guru makes both possible. You honor your own self so that you come to know your own essence. Then you see that essence in everyone and everything. Such a one who knows and sees the divine in all can be authorized to serve others in this great quest. Their life becomes a gift to others. I met such a guru, my Baba, and my life has been forever better. Such great beings are rare and their influence is immeasurable. Baba quoted the poet Saint Kabir. Think this over and understand it. The path is very narrow and precarious. It is so subtle that you need the guru's help to discern it. Then Baba went on to quote Jesus with the same message, straight is the way and narrow is the path. Similarly, we see Baba's three teachings in Jesus' teachings. Matthew tells the story of a rabbi asking Jesus a question. What is the greatest commandment? Matthew 22, verses 36 through 39. What is the greatest commandment? He replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You must love your neighbor as you love yourself. To me, it sounds just like what Baba said. Let's look at it again. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, my spiritual geography might be different than yours. When I think of God, or when I look for God, I look in the inner spaces of my own being. I remember when I used to look outside for God. I confess that I really didn't know where to look. I'd look up toward the sky, and if there were clouds, I'd wonder, well, which one is God on? And if the sky were clear, well, in that vast space, where would I find God? Was God the space or beyond the space? I couldn't figure it out. So I wasn't good at finding God, not consistently anyway. I was trapped in my own pain and sense of aloneness, utter aloneness, yearning for God, but not having an effective way of consistently 
getting connected. But inside, once Baba opened me up, always and fully present, totally here, unmistakable, irrefutable, the bedrock reality of beingness found in the inner infinity of I am. For I am. I exist. I be. And you am. You exist. You be. You cannot deny your own existence, for the mere act of denying it is proof that you exist. You am. You exist. You be. And your own being is the one divine beingness. That reality, which is being all, is being you, self your own self. Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. When I hear Jesus' words, I am thrust into the innermost dimensions of my own multidimensionality to be the beingness that I am. And in this place, this space, this reality of pure beingness, there is nothing but love. So yes, I love God with all my heart, with all my being, and with all my mind. For there is nothing else. Now, Jesus didn't explain all of that. Why? Because he wasn't teaching mystics. His words, like those of all great beings, had multiple levels of meaning. For those with ears to hear, the deeper meanings resonate in the deeper inner spaces. I'm explaining how a mystic hears Jesus. And what was his second commandment? You must love your neighbor as you love yourself. What I hear is, See God in each other. For the key phrase is, as you love yourself. He didn't say, as you indulge yourself, or as you berate yourself, or as you let yourself off the hook, or as you push yourself. He said to love your neighbor as you love yourself. But what self is it? that you love in you. It is your own self, your own godness, your own shivaness, your own inherent divinity. It is your own light and beingness that you love and that makes you lovable, that guides you through the darkness and gives your life meaning and purpose, your own self. So if you love your neighbor as you love yourself, then you see self in your neighbor, just as you see self in yourself. Baba said, honor your own self. See God in each other. 
What about Baba's third point? The Guru makes both possible, both honoring your own self and seeing God in all. Well, Jesus said this too. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the Guru, the one who makes the knowing of God possible, only one who is truth incarnate, the ultimate reality, the source of life and being. Only such a one can be the way, the path to that knowing. And anyone who is the way is no longer limited by their sense of individual personhood. Such a being, like my Baba, and like his Baba, lives in the cosmic reality of their own beingness as Shiva, being, beingness. It's like such a person cannot say, I. Well, for such a being, the I has a completely different meaning. It's not about personal preferences, not even needs or desires. It's not about individuality. I is about God, up close and personal, God within. Baba explained it well. Someone asked him, when you think to yourself, who am I? What is your answer? Baba said, I am that I am. He meant, I am amness itself. I am the self, masquerading as an individual. If Baba could be that, what about Jesus? For that matter, could anyone be the way, the truth, and the life, unless they got to that level? One who thinks that me is them as an individual, is not capable of being the way, the truth, or the life. You have to transcend the me. Understand, Jesus didn't say he was the only way, only truth, and only life. John quoted Jesus in his book, which John wrote in Greek. In Greek, you can say only. I looked it up. It would be mono or monos, but it's not there in Jesus' statement. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not I am the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Yes, no one comes to the Father except through such a great being, one who embodies divinity in a tangible way, one who cares generous. That's exactly what God is saying. You must have a clue. And that's what God would do for me. Thousands of To give access to God. To make it possible to know and to be 
that divine reality that you already are. And to see that God's self in others, all others, in all places, in all ways and times. To see this world as the divine world that it is, with all its flaws and warts and idiosyncrasies. What an amazing world God is being. So today, I get to celebrate two great beings. One, my Baba, who gave me me. And in giving me me, he gave me Jesus, too. So I say, happy birthday, Jesus. As I bow to my own self, and I bow to my Baba, Merry Christmas, I bow to you. Oh, Sarupa, Swaswa, Sarupa, 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 Sarupa,